In this episode, we talk about my experience hiking the tallest peak in Idaho and how it applies to business and life with confidence and forcing yourself into action. You are listening to the Fifth Hammer Growth Podcast, where we help you find harmony and imperfection as you journey towards success in life and in business. All right, let's start today with some story time, uh, since we enjoy that. Uh, I, a few weeks ago, I spent some time uh, accomplishing a bucket list item and hiked the tallest peak in the state of Idaho, which is elevation 12,600 feet. Um, and that's Mount Bora. And um, you start at about 7,000 feet, so you're go- or just under. So you're going up uh, elevation gain, 5,600 5, feet of gain. Every mile, basically, you're going up 1,300 feet. Anyways, Mm. it took, you know, average, average time is 10 to 12 hours. Typically you camp the night before and then you go up intense, right? Grueling. Um, lots of life lessons from it. It took me nine and a half hours and I was the slowest one in our group and, uh, five hours up four and a half hours down. And you did it in one day, one day up and down. You didn't camp up. There's no place to camp up there. No, you camp at the base. Some people have camped in the past, like mid mid. So you're doing you day, you're doing a day pack. Down. You're doing it's a, a day, day pack, pack with lunch, with food, with you want at least a liter of water, if not two more. You're carrying your water, right? And you and you have to carry your gear for the elements. You don't know, mm-hmm. right? It's August. It was snowing at the peak, right? And so Dude, it was like what yesterday was hot. Or I mean, yeah. it's been hot. Yeah, it's been hundreds. Like, yeah. So, um, anyways, lots of lessons. But one I want to key on key in on is going up was hard right? It was, you know, pretty steep at some levels, pretty gruesome. You stop and take breaks, you drink water, but it was like, th- it was the thrill for me. Some, you know, this, for my, this was my journey. Um, but going down sucked. It was so hard. You, you know, you'd already accomplished the thing. You already made it to the top. You enjoyed the journey on the way up, even though it was hard. You enjoyed the destination of getting there. And, but, but there's nowhere else to go. Like you're at the top, there's no helicopter coming to get you. You're exhausted because you just spent five hours getting up there, right? Like grueling and you got to go back down, right? No one's going to carry you. No one's going to walk it for you. Like you have to do it. Like you are forced to take action and take a step and move or you just stay up there, right? And it really got me thinking about what other things in life are like that or or that do that we need to set up like that, right? Another example for me is like that, that force you to take action, right? Putting yourself in situations that force you to take positive action, right? For me, also going to the gym is another example. Like if I don't, I'm not one that just do a workout at my house or go to the gym and do my own workout. I have to have the workout, like tell me what the workout is and the group environment's even better because I'll show up, I'll do the workout, I'll work my ass off and I'll push myself hard and I'll go home. If I don't have that scenario pushing me, forcing me into action that way, like I, I just don't do it. Um, so I'm curious, like for you guys, have there been experiences in your life, right? Scenario situations, right? That force you to take action that maybe you have wanted to, but you otherwise maybe wouldn't have if you didn't have that. Okay. So just tying on your, your gym 
concept yeah. like that hit home today um, because my trainer is on vacation. Oh, <laughs> it's so weird. Have I been in my gym? No, no. Like she's <laughs> no workout off in Italy, and I'm like sweet, <laughs> you know. But she gave me a workout. She's like, I want you to do this and this and this, and uh, and and yeah, no. So it's it it's it's the choice, and I think the key in this is the choice yeah. and the choice side of this. And the second thing I want to say is, Dave, you and I, we're going to the top of Mount Bora. But I'll rent a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I think it's choice, but it's also self-awareness. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes, you know, if you force yourself, what, what, what the situations I'll put myself in are going to be different for every person, right? Someone couldn't force themselves to the top of Mount Bora because that would be panic zone and like hell. Me. Right? But other people, like, it's a challenge that tests your limits um, to a new level that you never thought were, were possible. Um, is it accountability too? Probably. Or confidence. I mean, choices, choices made by confidence. It's, it's what we were talking about yesterday. As you're, as you're looking at the risk, do you have the confidence to make the choice to move forward? To actually schedule the thing that's going to make you do the yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you're right. Confidence is in there. Confidence for sure. is totally in there. I'm trying to think of my examples. I've definitely got the gym example. So I've told you guys, you, uh, you see me in here dragging tail. Sometimes I'm just tired. My son, has got an insatiable work ethic. So he gets up at 5 a.m. every morning. And since he doesn't have his driver's license, I have to take him. And since I committed to him when he was younger that I would do whatever it took to get help him achieve his goals, I'm right there. And uh, that's how I get to the gym. I drop him off at the basketball gym and then I just go across the street and lift weights and do whatever I got to do. But when he doesn't go, I don't go. Yeah. <laughs> But the the thing I've been trying to do lately, and this plays into the confidence thing you were talking about, Ryan, is um, you know, post exit and, and like ramping up to the exit, I had a I started to have a huge confidence problem. And then post exit, I had a huge imposter syndrome syndrome problem. And um and one of the ways that I've tried to move through that is by just being open to helping people. And when I do that, bring the intention that I'm gonna blow their minds with how much I've helped them. Um, it's kind of like you always say, you're going to get more out of us than, than you even know. And I try to bring that spirit. And it's like a mix of that. And like what I see Spencer do, like Spencer's just always prepared for what's coming next. Like, so I've been trying to do that and putting myself in those scenarios has forced me to do some things that I've wanted to do. So like we talk about the, some of our frameworks and models that we've developed over the years. Um, recently I flew out and helped and just went presented to a company on just like some, some objectives that they could think about in marketing. And I was nervous. I did not want to do it. I saw the whole, like the whole company coming in to watch the presentation, but getting through that gave me an epiphany of something that I've been struggling with. So it was, I wasn't even thinking about it the way that you just said, but it really did help me deliver on an idea that I've had that I've been procrastinating with. Well, and for me, in a similar sense, like I got to speak at a virtual summit in front of 3000 attendees and by signing up and saying yes to doing that, right? I forced myself to create a high value presentation that was going to be the best possible and deliver not just in the 60 minute slot I was speaking, but post, right? And I put 
not a, not just a kick-ass presentation together, but a toolkit of templates and resources that they could use after the fact. I wouldn't have done that if I didn't have that speaking engagement, yeah. right? And so it solidified my thinking. It solidified my own frameworks, and it helped me organize my my own tools into like a shareable um, package, right? And so I've just been thinking a lot more about how valuable it is, whether it's in health, whether it's in you know a professional setting. Um, in any setting of forcing yourself into action by signing up for something that you know you have to then deliver on. Yeah, the classic right? examples like signing up for a 5K or a marathon or a right. Tough Mudder or whatever uh, whatever the boys do. Yeah, the Spartans. Um, Spartans, yeah. There's the funny a, thing about that, dude, is that the, my, my boys that run Spartans, they don't even work out for them. <laughs> they're, like, they're so damn young that they're just like, hey, I'm going to go do the super this weekend. And and I'm like, I, and it's funny up. because yeah. I'm I'm the dad, right? And so, and my boys are older. So my boys are 24 to 25 to like 19, uh, 18, 19. And it's funny because like being the dad, I want to be everywhere on that course. So I take pictures of them. Dude, I got a bigger workout than they freaking did. <laughs> I was wondering how you did to that. Ca- oh just my God, cash dude, out. I was running. I was Were running you? with them. Oh yeah. You were I like in like, a Jeep, like. I, no, I, I'll show you pictures. I'm like as sweaty as they are. And I'm just like, dude, I should have just freaking ran it. <laughs> I should have just done it. Get my freaking lazy. But it's interesting as, as, as you're talking about this, one of the things that I was thinking about is standing at the foot of the mountain and looking up. Hmm. Right. Um, I would never, I, I've done hikes and I've done some pretty intense hikes. I mean, the Sawtooth, anybody who wants to see some beautiful mountain terrain, the Sawtooth in Idaho are just phenomenal. And oh, yeah. you're, you're trekking over um, 10,000, 11,000 peak, um, elevation peaks that are just, you're sitting on top of the world. So the feeling of being up there is amazing. Totally. Um, but I've also felt the struggle of that process, right? And, and it's cool because you go through this, you go through a number of different mental states. And I was, uh, I had the opportunity to sit in a, in a conference with a, a, a gentleman on, and I'll get his name and we'll put it in the, uh, we'll put it in the description, but I, but he is in the process currently doing a single man trek across um, Antarctica. It's never been done. It's he's and he's doing so he to, in order to prepare for this, he does like he does like dark room training, like he goes into a dark room for like seven days all by himself with no because he, you're out there, dude. You're out there. If it snows, you're in white. It's a whiteout. You don't see. So he has to mentally train himself to go through this. And it's funny because he talks about this little stuffed animal that he takes that is his companion he talks to him and he's like and, and he's <laughs> like, like wilson from uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like it, it's interesting because when he starts talking back to me i know i'm in trouble <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. but he carries on conversations and um yeah what was that uh castaway um, castaway with yeah. tom hanks tom hanks um but it's the it's the it's the process and he talks about the reason he does this is to overcome fear in his life because the things that he went through, he was a, he was a Marine, um, went through a lot of traumatic experience and this is his way of just overcoming mm. anything. Like I, he uses, he used fear, but just really anything. And it's interesting, Spencer's, you stood at the bottom of the mountain, you looked up it and you had confidence you were going to do it. I mean, you're a healthy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Young. Um, it's harder than I thought though. You and your wife, you and your wife did it together. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Which is Mars is amazing. And so you guys, you guys stood at the bottom of that together and said, we can do this. Yeah. It was harder than you thought it was. Oh yeah. But you stood at the bottom of that with confidence in yourself, in your companion. And you're like, we're going to go. And I think that's, that to me is the bigger lesson than anything else is mm. to be able to stand at the foot of a challenge or a struggle or a trial and not give in and not give up. Mm. Um, the ability to look it down and say, yeah, we're going to do this. And you're right, dude, because once you get to the top, you got to turn around walking down. Well, and there's something unique, right? About being on a mountain that sets kind of parameters around you where you, you like giving up is death. Yeah. Like you got to go back down or you're going to sit on the mountain and die. You don't have food. You re you already drink all your water mostly like, right. So it's like, there's something interesting about that. That's like extreme. And I, and I hesitate to go here cause I don't love these philosophies, but there's the extreme like philosophies of like Grant Cardone that are like, right. And you see other, other people kind of live this way or preach this way of burn all the boats. There's no second option. There's no option B, right? Get the fancy house, get the fancy car to force yourself into a high earning income state, right? And stack the deck so that you have no other option. You know, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to it on a macro level, like lifestyle everything about life level, but I do think on a micro level in a, in a specific scenario, whether you want to test your limits for health or for profession, or you want to accomplish something that's just been, Hey, you've said, I really value this, but I, but I haven't actually taken action. Well, is there something that can force you to? Well, here's a, so, here's, here's a scenario. Um, when I was about 30, I was approached, um, by Orville Thompson, who is, who, who's become a, a, a mentor of mine, um, on occasion, he's, uh, to, to be the CTO of Sensi. Um, I was in the middle of a project, uh, with a startup company that I was really excited about, had a great team. Um, I, I felt that I didn't, I couldn't leave that team because of the situation I was in. Um, and I used that as, as the excuse, but internally I was like, confidence. I'm not ready for this. Mm. Like that level of, I, I mean, haven't heard you admit that something like that before. Yeah. You know, since he, since he's a, a, a $500 million annual company, I mean, it's a billion dollar, uh, in the party plan, um, industry, which is, which is a phenomenal organization. The crazy thing about it is, um, four years after I turned them down, they built their campus, like right across the street from my house. My, <laughs> wife, kept, my wife kept looking at me every time we drive by and, and I went and, and I actually went to the open house. Um, and Phil Broadband, who, uh, was the chief counsel that was like recruiting me and talking me through it. I mean, it was a week long process. I, I met with freaking everybody. Yeah. He's like, Hey Ryan, come here. He put his arm around me and he walked me over to this area and he opened the door and he's like, all of this could have been yours. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh my it's, gosh. it's interesting because I, I at age 30, it was super early for me. I, I didn't feel like I honestly felt that I wasn't ready for it. So now fast forward 10 years, um, 10 plus years, <laughs> I sit down with, uh, with, with, with Todd and he's like, I got the supplement company and I need a CEO. And let me tell you at that point in time, right there at that, everything we did, I was ready. Yeah. 
Right. And so I think that you have, I think confidence. That's that moment of choice and the confidence that you feel in that moment. Did you, did that, did the, the CTO thing, did that play into your decision of knowing you're ready? No, no. I think it's just, I think it's experience. Like I had another, I, I was, I, I went from, from the position I was in, I went and I was a CTO over another company. Um, but I progressed into that role. And so when I was coming out of that position, I was like, what's my next gig? And so I was mentally and like spiritually and everything ready career rights. I was ready for that. I need a CEO. So you've marked, you had marched the CTO walk. You got the experience. You were ready for the next. Experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What made you ready to be a CEO? Confidence. I mean, it's, I, I was talking to you about like the conversation I had with my brother about our coffee, right. our, our, our podcast. Yeah. And he's like, dude, you just have so much confidence in the things you say and what you do. And, uh, and it really comes down. It really comes down to having confidence in yourself and your own abilities. And I remember the first job I ever got, and this ties to it as well is, is, uh, I dropped out of school. I actually dropped out of college. Uh, because the internet was like calling to me, that technical aspect and being a developer and that was calling to me. And I, I remember sitting in the interview at KMTV news channel 11 in San Jose to be webmaster. <laughs> and I, and I was, I was going for the position webmaster. I yeah. mean, what, what a freaking amazing title. That <laughs> webmaster. Is. I was like, I was a content webmaster once. Dude, what, what an amazing mm-hmm. webmaster. I mean, the only other title master is, is like dungeon master. Right. right? <laughs> so I love, I was sitting there across the, the desk and there was a stack of papers like this. And, uh, and the guy, the, and he was interviewing me. And he, he, he kept asking me questions. I'm like, you know what? I've never done that, but I'm confident enough in my skills that, and myself that I'll be able to figure it out. And I used that answer like multiple times. And, uh, and it was really cool. And I, I, he, he offered me the job right there. And, and it started this entire career of me being the technical on the technical world that like changed my life. But it was, the, it was the confidence. And it's the same confidence that you and Marcy saw when you stood at the foot of that mountain. And you were like, I can do this. Yeah. Man, we could do a whole episode on confidence, I think. That's that's interesting. I think when I think when you project ultimate confidence, it's because you ultimately lack confidence. And that's oh. how like it's your core. And that's why, like, when I was playing basketball, I tell I tell how my son this all the time. I was very not confident and overthinking and just insecure and going into like my junior year, I just had this thought, like maybe if I projected ultimate confidence, it would, I would just become that. And it, it worked. Like I, I actually kind of turned into an asshole. <laughs> People were like, what happened to you? And I would just, because I was just trying to project ultimate confidence and it got me. Well, look, there's, the there's sayings and I don't subscribe to this, like fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> what I believe is in is believe it till you achieve it. Yeah. Right. Like if you are feeling imposter syndrome or lacking confidence, you can still believe in it. Right. Believe that you can become confident yeah. and act in it until right. you become it. Right. And, um, yeah, that's the beauty of being on a mountain and doing hard things, um, and is, the life lessons, whether it's confidence, whether it's forcing yourself into action that come from it are innumerable. Um, so if there's something you've said you've wanted for a long time and you haven't done anything about it, 
what's, is it, is it confidence? And if so, do you believe in it enough to actually go try and achieve it? And if that's still not going to help you, what's one thing you can do that will be the first domino to force you into action? Yeah. Leverage, maybe leverage the fear of accountability, of accountability. Sometimes, bring, people, sometimes and, and bring people along for the ride. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's confidence in a pack. Yeah. That's a good point. You know what I mean? If, if you don't think you can do this yourself, freaking hire two guys to help you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, when it comes down to it, do it, do it with people you, you, you love and enjoy being with. And that becomes easier because like I've always said, the secret to success is find people who are better than you and convince them you're worth it. And, and that then helps put yourself in positions where you have to perform because you've got these guys behind you that are pushing you to be better. Yep. Constantly.